0: Show sex, some respect sex, sex. Santa Claus, what's up with you? Tell K-9 what you gon' do? 12 days of christmas and if you need that yourself you know say amen we all need somebody to take care of some of these bills every now and again and given the price of everything i think we could all appreciate some free rent it's too damn high it's too damn high welcome y'all to another episode of the black jackson estate presents the 12 days of christmas we are on day four Which means we're almost halfway through the 12 days, which is crazy. This year is wrapping up really quickly. And I want you guys to think back on the start of this year, where you were in your life, what things you were looking forward to. Did you accomplish some of those things? Did you see some of those things come to fruition? Let us know. We hope this year, as you reflect on it, you think about the things that you have been involved in, the things and the goals that you had for yourself, for your life, for your family, that they have come true. That's our sincere hope here at the Black Jackson State Podcast, because we care about what happens to you in your life. Right. We want to know that life has treated you well, even though we know life has its ups and downs. And we also want to know that when life has not treated you so well, there have been people in your life that have been there to undergird some of those tough moments. Isn't that right? User 1.5. I hope <laughs> life treats <laughs> you kind. <laughs> and I hope. And I hope. Yes. You have all you. Shoot. Yes. I sound better than J-Lo. Dream of. Okay. Put yeah. me up there. Put yeah. me up there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're hoping that this season brings you positivity, life, love and light and that everything your heart desires you get. And if it is not meant for you, then it does not come your way. That's what we're hope. That's our hope for you. That's exactly what our hope is for you. And I also want to say this because this past week, this uh, this week, we're in day four, but this week has been crazy. I think in social media land, we've seen a lot about people dealing with mental health issues and suicidal thoughts. And we've talked about as a collective people committing suicide, mental health issues and wanting to be here choosing life. And I just want to say this, I think that it's much more common than we think. It's more than just a moment in time. This year brings on a lot of those sort of feelings in people. Sometimes in people you wouldn't imagine that they're feeling those things and use a 1.5. If you could say something to the audience, to the folks who listen to us, that's encouraging in this time of year, those who may be lonely or feeling sadness because they've lost someone or things are not as they had hoped they would be. What would be the thing you wouldn't, what's the message you would give them this holiday season? You know, the message that I would give is that, you know, it's, it's the old adage that it is okay to not be okay but it is not okay to not ask for help. If you need help, even if you're the strong friend and listen, I'm the strong friend, but sometimes a strong friend needs a strong friend and that's okay. My hope for everyone is that if you're listening to this and this strikes you in the heart and you feel like, you know, there's no reason to be here. If you are struggling with thoughts of what is my purpose? Why am I here? I pray that you reach out to us. We're here. We see the messages, we answer the messages, or that you reach out to somebody else that you love. And if you don't have anybody to reach out to, the National Suicide Hotline is 988, and you can dial that number at any point and and get help that you need, because we need you here, and the people that love you need you here. And don't ever think that you're not important because you are. Your presence is important and we need you here. And if you ever think, you know what, nobody loves me, I wanna say right now, we love you. User one, Nikki loves you. you. User 1.5, Latoya loves you. User two, Ashley. K Blue, she loves you. We all love you and don't think you you are without someone who feels for you because I don't have to have like Michael said, right? And so I don't want you, you guys to think you are without people who care. So if it is us that you need to reach out to, even if you say I don't know them like that, but I really love their energy on their podcast and I would love to connect with them on a more personal level. Send us a message. I don't think anyone who's no one who's ever sent us a personal message has not been responded to. And we create friendships even from some of those messages. We appreciate it. We appreciate talking to you guys. So that's just our moment of caring. For you guys that listen to our podcast. We know life can get hard, but please, if things get really tough, um Reach always out. know that we care. Yeah. Like somebody out. really does care for you. Um, and on that, I want to say RIP to may they rest in the peace that they they certainly didn't have here, to Jason David Frank, who recently, just before Thanksgiving, uh decided that this wasn't for him, this life wasn't for him, and to Twitch, who a few days ago passed on. We just want to say, may they find the peace that they are looking for. And more importantly, may their families find peace and solace in this very, very difficult time. We are praying for you all. Yes, indeed. And we are we are we are definitely kids of the Power Ranger generation. So we definitely um were big I fans. saw him I was at the comic con and I saw him and I was like you're the green ranger he was like yeah and I was like oh you fine <laughs> how cool is that right like part, but you, but you know, was thinking it yeah I, I mean thinking like, you still fine sir you yeah, still fine right. We're definitely the was. kids of that generation. He was definitely still rocking it at almost 50 or 50 years old. So, you know, but that's the thing, right? This season is one that's full of mixed emotions. I think sometimes we get caught up in the the positive that we don't recognize. Some people are really struggling. Um I think about, you know, our cousin who passed away at a really young age from cancer. Her birthday is coming up in December. These are difficult times for people. And sometimes we just need to take a moment to acknowledge those difficulties and say, hey, we're here. That's our moment of love from the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. Let's move into episode four. I am like super, super, super into episode four because I thought it was really interesting because it's something we had not talked about, but it's something that's actually really big in the Michael Jackson community. Episode four today is all about the 1980s Michael Mania merge. So first I want to Ask you, user 1.5, when you hear Michael Mania, 1980s Michael Mania, what are the things that come to mind? What are the images, the sounds, the ideas, the moments? What comes to mind when you say Michael Jackson, the 80s, mania, baby? That's what we're going to call it. It's mania. What comes to mind for you? All right. So, you know, when I think about Michael Mania, I think about the craziness of Michael Jackson being the biggest superstar of the 80s. I think about everybody wearing the thriller jackets. I think about everybody, you know, going to work with high, high waters, white socks and a thriller jacket. Like people were actually walking around like that because anything that was remotely associated with Michael Jackson was a big deal. I think about that Michael Jackson lamp that I saw at the antique store in Burlington, North Carolina. Oh, that was ugly. That's what I that think was about. That was it really ugly. It didn't look. It didn't really look like yeah. him, but you knew it was supposed to be yeah. him. And that's what I think about when I think about Michael Mania. Like just everything he touched it was gold. Was he was like my King Midas. Oh, he would have loved that too. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Michael, dumb, yeah, babe. the 80s, the Michael ruled the 80s. I don't think that's I don't even think that's a question. I think that's pretty <laughs> I think that's pretty clear when we look at just history, right? That's not even subjective. It's very objective in the world of music. Michael Jackson was the biggest musical artist and for him to go from The Jackson 5 and leaving Motown to CBS where they didn't even think they thought they were over at CBS right? They were like, "Uh, oh, Michael's a bright but we think this whole idea is over from him to transform from that into literally off the wall and then off the wall catapults him to thriller which is astronomical levels of success it's kind of spectacular and amazing to really think about it and he definitely ruled the 80s in a way that would you say that you've seen something like that since him or is he in a very unique space of 80s rule that is not duplicated in any other decade? Well, I think that the 80s was really about abundance. So if you really want to look at America from a historical perspective, you had like, you know, the the 50s and 60s where we were getting past the war years of the 1940s. In the 70s, that's kind of your hippie years. But in the 80s is when credit cards really started being a big thing. People really started living to excess. And so... I don't think that, I think that everything people did in the eighties was to the extreme. And so, with Michael Jackson being as big as he was, with Thriller being as big as it was, this is the FOMO. I think this is when FOMO really kicked in. Like they like to say it's the millennials and the G's, but I want to say those boomers that were coming of age in the 80s really didn't want to miss out on anything. And part of that was the Michael Jackson brand. He was the biggest superstar. I don't think anything like that has been duplicated since. I can't think of anybody who merchandise wise, television show wise, record sales wise has been as big as Michael Jackson. He is an anomaly. And I do not believe that we will see anything like that again. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that some of the some of the magic and the mystery of Michael, just artists moving forward. Some of them adopted some of it, but some of them just, you know, they gave it away. And some of that maybe backfired on Michael. He needed to be maybe a little more accessible. But I think overall, it was a it was a working sort of formula. Like I need to be unknown. I need to be removed. And he was able to capitalize on that. He was definitely a musical talent. But then he took that and notched it up a level and just became this, like you said, an anomaly. He worked that shit throughout the 80s. It definitely worked throughout the 80s. And one of the things Michael was able to do, he was able to say, hey, and this is just good business, y'all. I'm popping over here in this area. I'm real hot. It's fire over here. How can I now use that to leverage myself and make money over here and there and everywhere? And that's where a lot of the, the merch of the 80s comes in. All these different companies saw an opportunity to eat off of Michael Jackson. But Michael Jackson was no dummy. So he also saw an opportunity to use these companies to make a lot more money, even outside of music. And that's where the MJ Mania merch comes in. It has nothing to do with music. It has everything to do with the man, Michael Jackson. That's it. Michael Jackson becomes the reason why the merch. Otherwise, it's just trash merch. You can go buy it, Roses. Y'all remember Roses? Am I talking? Am I dating myself? Y'all don't, <laughs> uh, y'all don't even. know who Roses is. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all don't yeah, yeah, yeah. know nothing. about You don't even know about you know it. About y'all roses. Too rich for roses. That's what too it was. Too rich. We was in roses. Shopping hard, buying everything, trying to anyway. <laughs> smell Shopping. like old. Smell like old shoes. <laughs> smell like old in socks. Store. Whole store smell like old shoes. <laughs> <laughs> roses is still a roses in Zebulon, shout out to Zebulon North Carolina. Roses. You know what I mean? Michael Stuff would just have been in Roses. It's just been regular trash, but they put Michael Jackson's face, a couple of pictures he took on it and boom, it sells like hotcakes Cakes, right? So Michael Mania, the merch, Michael Jackson makes a millions and millions of dollars off this merch, y'all. Let's be clear. He makes a lot of money from granting a license and an ability for these companies to sell merch. So we want to talk a little bit about some of the best and some of the worst of Michael Mania merch. Let's start with some of the best user 1.5. Michael's Pets, 1987. Let's talk about Michael's Pets. Michael's Pets was a, a line of... Stuffed animals, essentially, mm-hmm. that were based on Michael Jackson's animals that he had and Neverland that he had in his, you know, in his repertoire. Um, and it was really based on just that, right? And each toy included an original story and a song cassette. Now, why we needed a cassette with a song, I don't know. I've actually never heard one of the cassettes, uh, the songs on the cassettes. Uh, but there's each a cassette toy- of what? A song did it, are the animals singing who's singing a girl i don't know but you could we give need one answers that. you know michael's pets they have bubbles the chimp. they had the llama louis the llama they had the bear that was supposed to be like michael the bear was supposed to be like michael we're gonna call this one of the best because let me ask you user 1.5 why is this i put this on the list of the best i can tell you why i feel like it's one of the best efforts from the 80s why do you think it would be classified as one of the better merch endeavors. I I really don't know why you put this on the list of the best because we don't know (laughs) what the songs were. So we really can't say that definitively now, can we? Now, what we can do is we can say that it feels like it should have been a good idea. Kids like pets especially cartoon-like pets, like think of My Little Pony, think of Giga Pets, think of whatever other little pets we got. So kids like that stuff. And then Michael had a lot of animals that he liked to frolic and play with at Havenhurst. So I feel like it probably could have been a good idea. But again, we don't know what Bubbles was singing about. We don't know what Muscles <laughs> was singing about. And I really I feel mean- like we need to see if anybody out there listening has one of these cassettes, we don't want you to mail it to us, but just record it to disc and send it on over because we need to, to know. Disc. We need I to mean- know. I think this is I'm going to tell you why I think this was a best. I put this on the best because I felt that it was something that if you're giving like Michael's pets I thought this is something children. So this is to me like the precursor to the Beanie Babies. Got all these little pets. They got a storyline. I really think Beanie Babies ripped Michael off. Has anyone? Nobody say nothing. No, about that. no, nobody say nothing about that. No, no. The Beanie, the Beanie, Beanie Babies, Babies. OK, did the Beanie Babies have a story? they but t- uh-huh. t- 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 no, yes or no. no yes or no ma'am did the beanie babies they have a had a little poem that they came <laughs> with but i don't know if it was a story did they se. have a little story did they have a little did they have a dialogue section they had a little poem that they came with y'all remember them beanie babies they okay. had to have a story Everything where do you think they got that from Everything needs a story because if you don't have a buy-in, <laughs> you don't have people purchasing. Listen, of they had a story. No, you the don't. Michael's pet story was that they had Michael's pets. The Beanie Babies came no, from. A each toy included away. an original story and song cassette. Original story. I'm really. I just the song cassettes was getting me. <laughs> I, I, I want to know <laughs> who was singing. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know who's singing. if we, I, I don't know. How I'll, did these toys puzzle? do? How did they do in the market? That's that's really the bottom line. What, how did well, they do in I, the market? You know what? How did they do in the market? Because you're trying to play games. I don't think it's right. What? what you trying, you're trying to play games and I don't think it's right. She's trying to play games with <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Michael Pets? Yes. Oh God. Turn it up.
1: Michael Jackson. outstanding, most electrifying personality on the music entertainment scene today. His thriller album is the biggest selling record ever. And now, right. Michael's new line of plush stuffed animal designs be making their impression on children of all ages.
0: Is this the commercial? I don't see no animals in the commercial. It's
1: just my <laughs> dance. Stop it. It is the most exciting life you and feel about. Come about. <laughs> I handle the Davy Crockett Mania for Walt Disney Productions.
0: They should have been selling gloves.
1: You thought it was Michael Mania before. All I can say is like, get ready because you haven't
0: seen anything like this. drawings of the pets are cute. I
1: ain't seen no stuff, plushy, nothing. For well, not the exactly. first time on television anywhere, the new Michael Jackson Pets in doll form. Oh
0: my Jackson God. Okay,
1: The line to come out for Christmas is going to be the biggest thing you ever saw. Michael's pets are named for the animals in his zoo in Encino, California. This is wow. Michael. He pictures himself as a cool bear. Is that his a bear? His own bear in the zoo is called Michael. And I uh, listened to this, another one. His favorite, as you know, a snake called Muscles. All of the pets and more called Michael's Friends and Pets will be unveiled by Michael's associates, Bob Michelson of Delrose Queens, and a friend called Chewy Nugget in Los Angeles. All of the news will be unveiled soon by Michael himself. I love you, Michael. (laughs) Well, you know, Michael has been kind of staying out of the public eye for so long now, people were beginning to wonder whatever happened to Michael Jackson. But today, he finally made his official reappearance, and all it took was a mere $15 million.
0: I know this, right. Pay me. Great honor. Thank you, Mr. Enrico and Pepsi Associates. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And what he's doing also
1: includes a brand of toys called Michael's Pets, a clothing line of Michael's paraphernalia, a new Disneyland movie attraction with Michael in 3D, and eventually a Michael movie preceded by a new Michael record album, all orchestrated by the Michael Jackson media strategy designed to avoid oversaturation and stimulate the public to want him back. The gloved one is back. The thriller returns. Singer Michael Jackson. Coming back, the media are drawn to Michael Jackson like moths to a plane. Finally, after two years of development, YM Associates, the worldwide licensing agent for Michael's Pets, is announcing our worldwide organization that will be handling our sales, our marketing, of all of Michael's pets. Chewy Nugget, one of the largest organizations, is going to be handling our United States and Canadian sales and marketing. MRM and Bandai will be our agents and distributors of Michael's Pets in Japan. And SEP International, who is one of the largest television producers of cartoon series, Smurfs being one of the biggest, is going to now develop a Michael's Pets cartoon series for next year. And they will be our licensing agents and marketing agents the rest of the world. Whatever is the book publishing or the music or the records or the toy, if the concept is good, the gentleman loves it, that's what it's about. This is a long-term property that will ensure the retailer a tremendous sell-through with tremendous reorders. The way this is being accomplished is through the vast meteor that's being put around Michael Jackson Kodak in association with Walt Disney Productions shooting the 3D Captain EO program that will be shown at disneyland and disney world coming this september a major album that's coming out that will probably do more than 49 million albums that sold through on the album thriller on the lips of every boy and girl throughout america once again michael jackson will become the hottest merchandising property to ever hit the shelves in any store throughout america michael's fans are anxiously awaiting michael's pets the most important marketing and merchandising concept of any licensed product of the 80s. Consider the clout of your company as licensee. Add to that Pepsi-Cola, CBS Records, Disney Studios' innovative Captain EO, ongoing television and print media promotions, and personal appearances by Michael himself. Couple all this with a new animated cartoon series from the company that created Smurfmania. Pre-sell in every sense of the word. Michael Jackson is back at work and back in business—multi-million-dollar business that will rub off on Michael's pets.
0: All right, wow! Oh, well, i mean, I, 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 Well, and there, and there, well, there it is. So we didn't. Answer I don't the know. Question. Well, so here's I the question. Sold. Here's the question for the MJ community: How well did Michael's pets do in? economically I don't know the answer to this question I just know that clearly there was a big-ass campaign about it and you know it's a collector's item for fans but how did the public receive it I actually do not do not know but I think it was a good idea the 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 little I don't know if those were prototypes that we got to see in this YouTube video and I'm sure we're gonna link this somewhere in the notes but I, I don't know if it's a prototype or what it was but the pets that were there were very cute, very very cute, adorable. Yeah, you would like plushies. if you were a little kid at the time, if you were alive and you were a kid at the time, wouldn't you want one? Yeah, absolutely. I would. With want the cassette? One. I, I don't know about the cassette now. Was, you would was want the cassette, cassette too. A thriller because, album? Because no, it was it's a thriller cassette about album, the, the. You know, it's what? a song okay. about the about the plushies. You see, you see It's about movie? the animals. about the. You know, it's about the like, pet. Mm, okay i think it's a i think it's a good idea i think it's i'm putting it on the best of i'm putting on the it's the best of it's the best of now on the flip side of the best of is that damn idea about the animated series that's a badass idea that's well, a badass we, idea yeah well well isn't that on the list that's on the list of worst. And, the, and that's the only reason I'm going to go ahead and, and go ahead and talk about it because we're talking about the best. The actual plush toys is a good idea because I think kids buy into it. That's why I'm saying it's a good idea. If we're talking about children, children buy into it. But the idea of turning this into a cartoon a la Smurfs, that's kind of ridiculous to me. Smurfs and so are very popular, very, very popular. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. But we're going to, what? so what we going to do? Michael's pets like that and turn them into Smurf, Smurf sort of and attractions? You know what? We're walking a fine line with the pets anyway. So the fact that y- y'all talking about a, a, a cartoon with the pets, I-, I can't see unless it's the Jungle Book. I can't see it. So let me also say this. Those pets sold for about $25 a pop, you which t- is not you cheap. I mean, it's not cheap now. Yeah, it's not cheap in now. In 1984? So 19, 1987. 1987, $25 yeah. for a plushie. Yeah. That plushie better go upstairs, go downstairs, make my dinner, <laughs> clean up the kitchen. <laughs> and then come back upstairs and turn my bed down so I can let out. Yeah, wow. 25 bucks. You get, but it comes with a cassette, a backstory, and the pet. I mean, like okay. I said, I think that's a little expensive, but okay, twenty five bucks for ages eighty seven. Yeah, for it's ages expensive up, now. It's yeah, no, it's, it's pretty high. It's high dollar now for ages three and up. Plush toys, Michael's Pets. Um, let's talk about the packaging here. This picture, the packaging that that's not Michael Jackson. I don't know who that man is. <laughs> I don't know who that man is. That's Michael. You that's know who that name. is. That, that looks. <laughs> Similar. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm not. That's Micah. That's and, Micah. Uh, like, like Joe used to say, it. that's Micah. Yeah, I know. You know that's um, Micah. That's not him. But let's talk a little bit about the cartoon series. Now, we know the Jackson 5 had a cartoon series back in the day. And so some of the folks with the Michael's Pets ideas were really losing their mind. And so they were thinking, a la Jackson 5 cartoon, we could turn these pets into a cartoon. Let's sell it. Um, but this was around the 80s, around the bad era. And Michael was not really interested because the cartoon company wanted Michael to be involved in the cartoon. Obviously, like Michael, you need to be in the cartoon. Michael was like, well, that does not really go with the image I'm going for now. I can't be bad and in a children's cartoon that can't I can't do both. And so since Michael wasn't interested in really participating in that way in the cartoon, the cartoon never got off the ground. Now, user 1.5, I think this is actually a good thing that it never took off. What do you think? Yeah, why? Why would we be watching a cartoon about Michael's pets that don't really talk? I think it could have been a good realize. series, like the pet, no. the trouble the pets get no. into when the um, no, like when no, it's a no. Think about like think maybe about, it could be like the pets chasing the paparazzi that are trying no. to get to Michael on the like awful. no, y'all think it about this terrible. You know what? The Black Jackson said needs to do a a, a cartoon no. the pets. The pets need to. (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, but think about it. The pets. The the pets over here. So what bubbles and muscles gonna be talking to each other? Listen. And the pet. The um, the are they gonna be talking to each other about. The pets are roaming the grounds freely as they do. They shouldn't be because I'm pretty sure they're in the city limits and that's illegal. (laughs) Why they roaming the grounds? The pets are roaming the ground. The, this is the cartoon pets now, y'all. The cartoon pets are roaming the ground and they come across two paparazzi outside the gate talking about how they're going to get into Neverland and they're going to take all these pictures and invade all of Michael's privacy. And The pets band together to foil the plan that's one and episode. scare them off the premises. That's I one think episode. That's a great what are you going to do past that? That's one episode. What are you doing? All right, past episode that? two Joe comes to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Joe lives at the house. So, whoever uh, comes to the house, Joe do not live there. Joe, Joe does comes live to the house. there. This is going to be like I Love Lucy, the same episode. three, her, like, Elizabeth Taylor. Episode. Comes to the house. <laughs> I feel like we could have made this happen. Ah, Elizabeth Taylor won't go <laughs> into that house with them. Pets. I feel now, like you know, like, them dang on ding dang dirty. Well, Elizabeth I feel Taylor like we could have made this pets. happen for real. You stretch it, you reach it, you reach it. By you would have watched your arms it. Must you would have supposed to be tired from all that reaching. All right, Michael's Michael's cartoon show is definitely not on the best list. It's on the worst, but I think that there's at least some ideas here who we could have fleshed out. So any of you cartoon, animation creators out there, you know, think about it. It could really happen. It could still happen. It's never too late. It could happen. It's too late. Don't do it. All them pets are dead except for Bubbles. All of them are dead. Except for Bubbles. Bubbles out here living his best life at the sanctuary. But everybody Shout else is gone. Them. Shout out to bubbles. Let's talk another about one of another one of the best. Here's another one of the best of Michael Jackson, 1980s mania, Michael mania merch, Michael Jackson's trading cards by tops from 1984. So back in 1984, tops released trading cards based on Michael Jackson. And the set included just about everything fans could want in a trading card set. Each pack contained three cards, three stickers, and one piece of Michael Jackson branded bubble gum. There were 66 total cards, which featured various poses of the king of pop, along with facts about his personal life and music career. There were also 66 total stickers, which featured four different puzzles on the back of each piece together. This is actually something Mm -hmm. a lot of fans, I have some of these cards, fans collect. I think this is just a good one. And the interesting thing is Michael's not the only music star from the 80s um, to have Trading cards. Trading so cards it were was, a big deal back in the day. Super big like, deal. Everybody had a trading card. So, this is a good idea. And I, I can agree with this. This is a great idea. And think about 66 cards. Won't there 66 books of the Bible? Look at God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 now, I'm not saying that Michael is Jesus. Okay. But what I'm saying is it's a divine number 66 total cards for the 66 books of the Bible. Hallelujah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just that, that stuck out to me. The Lord told me to take stuck out. A big win for Michael, I think, because again, like you said, trading cards were super big back in the day. Not so much of a big thing now, but super big. And it was something that fans could probably more accessible and affordable than the Michael's pets. Anybody could probably get a couple of bucks and maybe go buy a pack of these, right? You get three, what does it say? You get three cards, three stickers, and a piece of gum. Now, I don't know about that gum. Three cards, three stickers and a piece of gum. And a piece of gum. I don't know about the gum, but the cards and the stickers, Mm. I'm sure were just fine. And you think about being a fan of michael all the kids and young ladies and young boys who were fans of Michael back in the day. This is a great thing to kind of run out and go by, don't you think, using 1.5? I mean, I feel like this is just a super accessible sort of merch piece. Yeah. I mean, you know, trading cards came really rose to prominence um, back in like the early like 30s, 40s with baseball trading cards. You know, you would get your favorite player on a card. It had their stats. It had who they played for. It had them in some really cool pose. And then growing up, going through even through to the 80s, it was a really cool way to, it's almost like the Pokemon cards today. If, if the kids want to kind of compare it to something like you would trade them with other people, you would say I have, because you didn't know which three cards you were getting. So you would say, oh, I have this one. Do you have this one? And you would trade back and forth with people. So it really was a good way to A, get people talking about Michael Jackson, because if you had the trading cards and you wanted to get the entire 66 card set, you had to either purchase the gum, I guess, is what we're buying, or you had to purchase, or you had to trade with other with other people who also had the card. So it was a really good way to get people talking about Michael Jackson, but it also was a great way for people to learn things about Michael that maybe they didn't know before. So I think this is a great idea. And I mean, I, I wish I had some of these cards. I'm sure if you have them in mint condition, they are worth quite a bit, a nice little penny. But um, great, great idea. Good job, whoever came up with this get, gets Tops. erased. You know, Tops mm-hmm. is, a, is a is a top brand. Let me let me grab the card. Oh, I have a couple, but I have one close by. Let me go grab it real quick. So I'm looking at a Michael trading card here from Tops, and this is a card that is from the picture on the card is from the say 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 video, and it's Michael looking very. Very focused here. And on the back, it says, is his card number 15, Michael. The NAACP has elected Michael Jackson, entertainer of the decade for the 1980s. His videos continually air on MTV, the cable music channel. So that's not really a personal f- fact, but okay. That's one of the cards. So MJ fam, do you guys have these? Do you have all of them? Do you have them in mint condition? Do you have them unopened? Because that's probably a real treat right there. A big thing tops Michael Jackson trading cards. One of the highlights of MJ 1980s media merch. Uh, We're going to move on into another big highlight from the 80s. The Michael Jackson dolls which came out in 1984 produced by ljn toys inc fun fact same company that started producing those wwf at the time wwf superstar dolls i guess do they call them dolls anymore they are action figures they were okay (laughs) i'm saying at the time it was the wwf right ww they were the world wrestling federation now they yeah. are world wrestling entertainment because i believe wwf now is the moniker for world wildlife federation they in the lawsuit however they are action figures they are not dolls they're like gi joe action figures all right lj and toys also the creator or the manufacturer of wwf action figures also created the michael jackson action figure um the michael jackson doll um this doll came in a number of different with number of different outfits it came with the can you name them all um user 1.5 the different outfits for the michael jackson doll now why would i <laughs> see y'all be trying to make me active why would i know the outfits i'm just gonna assume thriller Maybe beat it. But I don't know no other doll outfit. <laughs> Look at this right here. <laughs> who is that? Come on now.
1: Who Wait, is that who right is that? Who's that right
0: there? Who's who that right there? Who's that? Who's that? That's L. J. E. Who's LJ-ish. that, Who's know that know guy? Who that Michael came with six interchangeable outfits. He came with he six had, outfits like a Right. Superstar of the 80s. Here we go. We have Michael in. What award show was he at, at this on? That is not him. That ain't him. Okay, we have him at uh the AMAs. We have Michael. I in... I can't. I'm. Let me. T- so it came with the outfit. Well, you, you could buy. No, you had to buy each separate. outfit. You correct. You could buy each outfit. You bought. So you a had dog. to buy a new outfit for a dude that you don't even know who it is. You know they who this is his name on the box. You see. I know whose box. name is on the box. I don't know whose face is on the doll. I know whose likeness is supposed to be. It's supposed to be Michael. I see. I see what's going on here. So you had to purchase the outfit separately. So accessories sold separately. Okay. Okay. I mean, I like that you could change the outfit. I don't know how I would feel about undressing a Michael doll to put new uh, outfits on it, but um i guess it's the same as undressing a barbie to to make her dr barbie okay so i'm gonna cut you off i'm gonna go ahead and cut you off um michael is in his uh a grammy award beat it his thriller you can get him in what is that grammys the AMA, beat it thriller yeah the grammy outfit is actually very nice i don't what's the black What's what's that? That's oh, I guess Jean. that's the, the, the Billy Jean. Outfit. The Billy Jean. Oh, okay. I see the bow tie on the side. Is that Elvis standing next to Michael? I'm done now, I don't know what the hell that's about. Y'all but- could put a cork in me. <laughs> but listen these sold, the well. that one. these sold well and i want to take a moment to show you guys how these were again promoted the promotion michael also made money off of these guys i don't want you guys to think michael was just allowing people to do this shit he was making money a lot of money off of this let's look at the promo for the michael jackson doll <laughs>
1: No, it's in all air, this dog can't compare it to Michael. There's an equipment, it's no fright. Then the village and beat it, looking just right in real outfits, they're all honest. Looks so much like Mike from head to toe. Put the mic in his hand and he'll steal the show. I love you, Michael
0: Jackson. Michael Jackson doll, new from LJ. Well, that was very cute, um, but also a little disturbing. Yeah, I want to say that of course the Michael doll does not really look like Michael at all. It's just like a Ken doll dipped in some caramel. Am I wrong? That's not oh, okay. true. That <laughs> is true. Ken was muscular. It does. The Michael doll. Ken. Don't. No. First of all, the Michael doll was not. Ken? Michael look, was. Well, he might muscular. have been muscular under the clothes. I don't know. But they didn't undress him on the commercial, so I don't know. He might have had some muscle. I just don't I don't I don't, uh, I don't like we hit it with it I want to now let's talk about another Michael so the, let, let, let me be honest I think most of the merch from the 80s was pretty good so there wasn't a whole lot bad to talk about I'm gonna say it's the smart. last it's, it's smart it's really smart very right? it, smart it, marketing okay yeah. why do you say it's smart why do you say it's, it's smart a because first of all who do you market to who who will parent who will people buy for kids right think about christmas think about birthdays most people that get a gift during the year are going to be kids as an adult we all know this once you hit a certain age your parents stop buying you gifts your parents stop making your little christmas stocking your pa- or shoebox in our case your parents stop being magical right? But kids, people will always buy for kids. And so if you have these plush toys, these Michael Jackson action figures, these Michael Jackson um, viewfinders or whatever it is, if you have all of these things that are marketed towards kids, people are going to want them because kids are A, listening to the music and B, kids can get damn near anything they want from some adult, Right. So you market to the kids, but you get the adults to pay. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I mean, it's really smart. Yeah. I mean, Michael was not dumb here. That I mean, just again, proves the power of Michael Jackson. He was making money. It wasn't just the music. This is has nothing to do with the music. This is everything to do with his popularity. And they're marketing that fact, because what in the world does a doll have to do with the music? Not a damn thing. What does them damn pets and their cartoon show have to do with the music. Not one goddamn thing, but you're you're yeah, marketing the popularity of the person. And Michael yes. was uber popular. And so at that point, anything they do sells like you think about people today who it doesn't matter what they touch. It turns to gold. It's the same sort of idea. Michael was a pioneer in, in music artists for this thing. I have no doubt other people looked at Michael as a br- blueprint of how to make money outside of music as a music artist because he, he was doing it. He made millions on these sorts of things. So let's look at, we, we looked at, LJN was in the mix period and they also had some other things, but we'll come back to that. Let's look at something that didn't quite go well, but it's one of the rarities here. It's Michael, uh Jackson's cologne by Max Factor from 1986 Magic Beat now this was a real fail um not just in commercial success i think it was just a fail with the people um i don't think the fans really picked up on it it was just not a a a successful campaign and so let's talk a little bit about Magic Beat by Max Factor which is about 1986 so in that year Max Factor Max Factor released magic beat which was a trio of fragrances specifically designed for teenagers in conjunction with michael jackson magic beat was under a license from michael jackson to use his picture and signature in promoting the line entertainment properties paid 18 million dollars for the right to market the michael memorabilia can y'all even count that high because i can't count go ahead i'll wait Wow! Eighteen million dollars they paid for the right to market, and all he had to do was agree to allow his face and and signature. There is a makeup line. Mm Hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. So originally Max Factor planned Max Factor planned for this line to be available, Magic Beat, for October 1986 to co- coincide with the release of Michael's new album, new music video, his sportswear line, and upcoming concert tour. So these companies were really trying to package their thing around the entertainment piece, right? But um Max Factor spokeswoman Amy. Man is a bits claimed that Jackson was chosen to launch the project because he was the embodiment of teenagers. His impact. Now, mind you, this nigga is at this point, how old 30? He's almost 30. He'll be 30 and 88. So he's 28. Mm-hmm. The embodiment of teenagers, his impact on team life is unparalleled. The advertising was androgynous and referred to teens without mentioning which gender it was meant for. Michael was ahead of his time. He really was ahead of his time. The announcement for the latest project was made in an album-like cover with press information tucked into the jacket where an album should be. The Max Factor promotional campaign kit for stores about the Magic Beat collection of colognes. Unwind. These are the colognes, y'all. Unwind, Heartbeat, and Wildfire. They included uh, included our documents about the marketing events, the calendar events for 87 and uh, 86 in the official picture disc of Thriller. The product line was introduced in more than 1,500 stores nationwide, including Jesse Pene, Sears, Target, and Montgomery Ward. Y'all remember Montgomery Ward? Anyway. Max Factor and Montgomery pro- Ward was the bougie. It was bougie. It used to be, anyway, bougie. Not it was bougie. <laughs> it was bougie at one, <laughs> at one point. They, but it couldn't have been too bougie because it was one in Rocky Mount. So never mind. Continue on. No, Rock City. Um, So Montgomery Ward was also one of the stores where they, they put this product. And um, there was a coast to coast promotional tour to promote the fragrances with a Michael lookalike. Michael did not make any appearances because the president of entertainment uh, properties explained if you brought him into a retail establishment, the major problem would be crowd control. That's Correct. The, these folks. No, 600. let's let's be honest. Michael didn't make any appearances. <laughs> he didn't want Michael to. didn't want to make appearances. <laughs> now, I, it sounds really good. Now, now, well, 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 wait a minute. No, he's right. But that's not the why. If they could have gotten Michael no. to actually appear, they would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Jackson actually showing up in Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward would probably still be in business today had his ass been there. Michael didn't want to go. And that's that's just that. But I like how they spun it. That's a that's a real cute spin on it. Continue on. I'm sorry. So, I mean, I mean, again, like, OK, we, we understand. So anyway, they predicted six to ten million dollars in licensing sales. Uh, The Magic Beat Collection, again, they had those free three fragrances. And I don't know if you guys have this in your MJ collection. If you do, please don't ever put it on. It's done. It's stale, baby. Don't don't do it. Unwind. Was a soft fragrance, citrus, lavender, vanilla highlights, and was supposed to be a teen's casual lifestyle heartbeat. Um, was supposed to be floral and woody with woody undertones, meant for the romantically inclined. And Wildfire was a sensual scent with floral and amber notes mm. for adventuresome types. So that's those okay. are the fragrance; those are the types you had to choose from. The collection uh, was approved by Michael. And authorized with his signature. So he clearly signed on the dotted line for these. And it was housed in the the, the fragrances were housed in a moon-shaped bottle no. um, and star-shaped packaging. Now we'll them, like, uh, and uh, for, to capture indeed. the attention to 12 to 18 year old girls, various novelty I- they items. They wanted were the add- girls to wear the cologne? <laughs> I want you to let me to tell the people about what's going on I'm, here. But I'm confused. Come, I'm, I'm just saying what the people are already saying, but go ahead. They're not. They're not there yet. Various novelty items were added to the packaging, such as a 12 ounce scented ink pen, a cologne mousse, a perfume and <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> and Magic Star Necklace Gift okay. Set for $8.95. The Spray-On porf- Perfume costs five ninety five, dollars and the Splash of Cologne for $2.95. By November 86, many of the products were put on sale just for Christmas time. So we have here, and we'll share this, some of these beautiful items that were for sale. What do you think, user 1.5? I mean, is this does it sound like a good Let's talk about 19. The Bad Album is not out yet. Let's talk about this is eighty six. say eighty six. In yes. uh, November eighty-six, many of their products were put on sale just in time for Christmas because mm-hmm. they thought Michael's album was gonna come out in eighty-six and it didn't, of course. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? What are your initial thoughts? A good idea. What were they getting on the bandwagon? What 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 was happening here? Well, first of all, Michael fell prey to the celebrity cologne slash perfume business, and that never usually goes too well. Although Nicki Minaj's perfume was is very good. Other than that it usually doesn't go too well because celebrities I don't think generally care about the actual scent I think a lot of celebrities are more interested in the the name power the selling power or whatever you know I, I don't understand why we were marketing this cologne to young women but maybe maybe it was a women's cologne but then I, it, just, it just seems like a bad idea. It just really seems like a bad idea because what does Michael Jackson cologne smell like? Amber and what were the other sense? I got to put my glasses on to read this. Amber and who? To all amber the wave, amber waves and something else amber like, waves of grain, um, lavender, vanilla, highlights. Well, lavender smells good, but I wouldn't walk around smelling like lavender. Well, I think I, I think I this just, is the thing, right? I hear you saying some things. Let's talk about the reaction in real time in '86. All right, the December '86 uh, L.A. Times newspaper ran an article about one of their reporters who went to the mall, essentially with all three fragrances to see what the teens had to say about the product. And Grace Chu, a 15 year old at the time said she used to be crazy about Michael when he was popular. So she's over him now. Um, and she usually wore something, something else. Um, and she voted for heartbeat as the, the, the more, more likely, to wear version, she said that it's softer than the other two. I'd wear it for anything special, but not to school. Thanks, Grace, for not wearing it to school. Children don't need a lot of smells mixing together. Half of them don't bake, so that's not what they needed. Two sisters, Michelle that's and Carol. Mean. That's not nice. You know I'm telling the truth, though. They don't. They stink. child. They stay. <laughs> <laughs> Two sisters, Michelle and Carol, fourteen and sixteen, preferred unwind because it smells expensive. This is coming from children who don't work, and they would wear it on a date. They did not favor wildfire because they felt it was too cheap smelling. And then. <laughs> ah, no! Oh, no, no, a 16 year cheap. old girl. And now, mind you, all of these kids are in the market audience, right? 12 to 18 year old girls. So we're striking out. We're not doing well. Well, if the, uh, when the children are saying it smells cheap, then. And how yeah. how would the hell would they know about cheap? Nobody got a job. Everybody know what cheap smell like, though. You know what cheap smell right. like? It wear off in two minutes. It's like that cheap bubble gum. You chew it three times, and <laughs> it's, it's like a sugar gum. That Michael bubble gum in that <laughs> Top's pack. <laughs> so then, a the sixteen-year-old girl, Mayhan, whoever she chose, unwind and said that she would be attracted to a guy wearing the sexy fragrance. Fragrance, and she also chose. Wildfire she chose wildfire for herself and an unidentified trivia whiz player cannot be bothered to be interrupted from her game to take uh the the perfume test because she claimed they stink too much already and they're not even out of the bag. Wow. Yeah. There you have it. It was not, it didn't go over too well in their target uh, and the target market, you know, if your target market is not purchasing, then it's not gonna last too long. So how long did this actually stay in the market user one? Do you know? Well, it says that December 86, the sales dwindled. So now it also was out just in time for Christmas. So also by Christmas, the sales were not doing well. And within two months of its debut, the line was considered mm. a flop. A flop. The, wow. the cause image reaction everything in 86 was michael 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 not only a singer but a conglomerate there were scores of michael licensed projects products microphones so they're saying hair. michael was too saturated he had market. oversaturated the market you gotta okay. have some and level this is of scarcity here two people and you guys we both have our own businesses so we you know can understand and appreciate this, but let me tell you something. That cologne did not sell because Michael was too saturated in the market. That cologne didn't sell because it was cheap. <laughs> it was two ninety nine, three ninety nine. It probably had. It was that. It, like was that it was that Chappelle. It was. It was. It was like that Ripple. That, Ooh, that ripple. used that Ripple. You know, oh. it, it just wasn't, it wasn't top nine. It just and didn't hit. It didn't hit. It was no it Armani. It wasn't Armani. No. It wasn't a, a Dolce & Gabbana. It, it wasn't a, you know, you Saint Laurent. It was, it was cheap and yeah. nobody wanted to wear it. Who want to walk around smelling like, <laughs> wow, <Wildfire>. like... <laughs> <laughs> And unwind. Like, I need to no, unwind. you talking
1: do. about
0: unwind and what is this? Liquor? Does it smell like alcohol? What's unwind? It smells like toilet water. I can almost I want y'all to guarantee. Know, you. Michael never wore this. No fan has of ever said Michael. Didn't. Michael smelt like that Max Factor cologne he was promoting. Of course, he didn't wear it. <laughs> Of course he didn't wear it. I mean, and so it's a miss. It doesn't hit Michael Mania merch. So every time you jump on the bandwagon, it doesn't always work. It's just like those uh those those uh those stay-at-home moms that bought all those beanie babies that ain't worth nothing. They got a closet full of beanie babies. <laughs> that
1: <ain't> <laughs> they did make some money, dime. but
0: now you're just left with a bunch of beanie babies. Everything ain't gonna be profitable. But they Max Factor tried it, they failed. Let's go talk about some more of the hits of michael jackson 1980s mania merch that ends part one of the best and worst of 1980s michael mania merch day four come back for day five where we continue to discuss some of our best and worst of michael jackson 1980s merchandise